I V M. Hello and welcome to the Wire Talks. I'm Siddharth Bhatia. Cricket is not a game in India; it is a religion. Goes the saying, and now this game is played through the year, which means there is a lot of money involved for everyone. The Board of Cricket Control of India, the organization that manages the game, has become the richest such body in the cricket playing world. Such money has also brought in temptation and corruption, and much more. Match fixing allegations emerged as far as back as in 1990s, but nothing came of it. But later, thanks to Supreme Court's intervention, an anti-corruption unit was formed. In 2015, the second such officer of the ACU, Neeraj Kumar, who had retired as the police commissioner, was appointed to head it. But did it cleanse the game of corruption? Not at all. In his new book, A Cop in Cricket. Neeraj Kumar gives a sordid picture of how this has not happened. Worse, he tells us that the BCCI of that period was not particularly serious about cleaning up things. His account tells us that the administration of that time, which was specifically appointed to clean up the game, just took things for granted. In his career of 37 years in the police, Kumar has been posted in many states, including Arunachal Pradesh, Mizoram, and New Delhi, and has received many awards, including the President's Police Medal for Distinguished Service. Among the many high-profile cases he has been involved in was the infamous rape and murder case of Nirbhaya in Delhi, which his team solved successfully, and also the spot-fixing case in cricket. Which resulted in the arrests of three players, including the fast bowler S. Sri Sant. He joins us as a guest to talk about his book and his stint at the BCCI. Neeraj Kumar, welcome to the Wire Talks. Thank you, thank you, Siddharth. Your long career in the police would have been full of ups and downs, but as you say in the book, the BCCI job, which lasted for all of three years, was full of. And this I'm quoting, full of ignominy and hurt. You say much more, but I'm just reducing it to these two strong words. We will go into the details as we go along. But could you quickly give us an overview of why do you say this? See, Siddharth, the point was that I uh, worked in a, an organization where uh, I took respect for granted. I took deference and. Uh, uh, proper treatment uh, for granted because ours is a very regimented uh, setup the police uh, i am referring to but when i went there there was utter lack of these things there was uh, first of all nobody took notice of me nobody wanted me there i got the feeling nobody cared for me uh, i had an office to begin with that office was also taken away without informing me i never got an office thereafter i whenever i would visit bombay i would uh, you know sit in one cabin or the other and never in my 3 years did anyone ask me what do you think uh, is happening what is the corruption scene in cricket in india what do you think we should do what are your problems i was going after them giving presentation after presentation 
telling them that uh, we require more manpower, we require more resources, uh, but uh, it made no impression on them. It became very clear to me that they are not interested. It was just a box that they had ticked by appointing me and that was the end of the matter. Yeah, so this box thing that you mentioned even in the book that the Supreme Court said time to clean up cricket and it uh, appointed uh, professionals and administrators. But corruption per se, which was really speaking the Supreme Court's intention, even the new administration full of uh, an IS officer and a professional uh, did not care to remove it or even tackle it or even, as you say, know about it. Why do you think that happened? I wish I had, I knew. I mean, they, uh, the whole thing, the entire Supreme Court intervention uh, originated from the 2013 spot-fixing case. That was the starting point. And yet, nobody ever mentioned the, the term corruption throughout my three years. Nobody ever talked about it. I went after people telling them that I have this problem, that problem. I want to uh, make a presentation to you. With great difficulty, I got time from them. And even when I got the time and uh, I made a presentation as forcefully as I could, uh, it made no impression on them at all. So uh, that was the ignominy that I was referring to. You know, the Supreme Court also appointed a committee. I think if I remember, uh, there was a banker and Ramchandra Gua and uh, Diana Edelji. All three were members of it, and the interim president was Mr. Vinod Rai, who called himself the conscious of the nation. Two of them quit, didn't they? Immediately, almost soon after the whole uh, administration was changed. Yes, uh, Mr. Uh, Ramachandra Guha, the famous historian, he has mentioned in his book, Commonwealth of Cricket, that uh, he made several suggestions to Mr. Vinod Rai. And he found that uh, he was not interested. The committee of administrators was not interested in his suggestions. So within months of his joining, he quit. And soon thereafter, Mr. Vikram Lime, uh, who was a banker, he also quit. Uh, so Mr. Vinod Rai was left with just one member, Diana Edelji. Now... Coming to the actual problems that you saw and that you wanted to correct, and you corrected in a sense so motto without, without any kind of encouragement by the administrators, what were the serious problems you had to, uh, you came across? What I found was that uh, the phenomena of private leagues had come up. Now, private leagues are that uh, with the blessings of a state cricket association, you start a league. Uh, you may have heard of the Tamil Nadu Premier League, the Karnataka Premier League. That's right. And very soon there were many more, like uh, the Rajwada Premier League, the Rajputana Premier League. And by then, I had uh, a good network of uh, informants. Most of uh, our informants were players themselves. And they would tell us that so-and-so tournament is going on. And this kind of corruption is uh, being employed. So we would send uh, our officers, observe what was going on. It, and it was clear to the naked eye that everything that was happening during the course of the private league was fixed. 
So uh, I had two options, either to just uh, keep quiet about it or to do something proactively and try to disrupt them. So uh, in, during Rajputana Premier League, uh, we involved the local police, that is the Jaipur police. Uh, they too observed the game and they too realized that it was all a big farce that was being played out all for the purposes of betting and fixing. So they decided to join hands with us and we disrupted the league, arrested about 20 people, recovered a lot of cash uh, and other material connected with uh, the betting and fixing. And uh, thereafter, uh, I'm happy to report to you that a number of leagues that were planned uh, within the country, they were abandoned. People realized that uh, if you run an illegal league, a private league, then you are likely to get arrested. Not only will the league be stopped, you can even be arrested. That put the fear of God in them. Uh, either they were fully abandoned or some of them tried to shift the league overseas. Including one to Sri Lanka, if I uh, Yes, yeah, Sri Lanka, South Africa, Bahrain and so on and so forth. Now, we did whatever we could by informing the concerned cricket boards of those countries that this private league, which is patently uh, corrupt, is going to happen in your place. So, you should try to ensure that it doesn't happen there. And I'm happy to report to you that most of the boards responded very positively and uh, eventually those leagues were not held. Now the point uh, to be taken note of and understood is that it is possible to ensure that such leagues do not take place. And uh, But I'm sorry to say that uh, several years down the line, the leagues have re-emerged in one form or the other and uh, my fear is that each one of them is being held only for the purpose of corrupt practices. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I were to look at it as a lay person, I read your book and I've heard about these leagues and you said, I think a little while ago, that these were for the express purpose of betting and gambling, that if the state body knew that mini-league was happening in their state and there was a lot of, uh, to put it colloquially, hanky-panky going on, surely somewhere up the line, I don't know to what extent, there must have been some kind of official knowledge, involvement may be too strong a word, but knowledge must have been there that these things are up to no good. Yeah, is sure. that a correct conjecture? Absolutely. Uh, it's not only that, uh, people from the state cricket associations were the main organizers. They were the more main organizers of the uh, such leagues. The league that uh, we disrupted and I mentioned to you the Rajwada Premier League. I have mentioned the name of the uh, cricket administrator from Rajasthan Cricket Association who was behind that league. So, it is not only that it is with the blessings of the State Cricket Association, but organized by them, a member of that association. You are aware of the K 
KPL, you are aware of the TNPL, where again several uh, instances of corruption have been reported, uh, cases registered, people arrested, and uh, yet they are going on, and they, they are they are a big draw, as you know. But uh, how how high up does it trickle up? How high does it trickle up? The knowledge, sky. the knowledge. I'm sky. not saying involvement. Sky is the limit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's a it's one one is constrained to say as a cricket fan that all is not well with the house of Denmark. Is uh, is old style uh, corruption, gambling, spot fixing, match fixing, etc. in danger of returning? Oh, they are already there. I mean, they are. Uh, oh no, no. Pardon my naivety. Is it already there, or is it in danger of returning? No, no. It is already there. Very much there. How so? And it has and it has uh, uh, graduated to a different level, uh, where every ball is, uh, you know, the is uh, every match is pre-scripted. Not only every match, but uh, the outcome of every ball is pre-scripted, whether it will be a no ball, whether it will be a wide ball, whether a four will be hit or a six will be hit, everything is predetermined. Are you talking in terms of even the Premier League, that bad? No, no, I am not talking in terms of the Indian Premier League. Indian hmm. Premier League, I have uh, written in the my book also, that the top level cricket is comparatively very much uh, under control. And uh, if corruption, if any, is within manageable limits, I am talking of the private leagues. And uh, you name a league, and it is corrupted. And uh, therefore, the play, the uh, the spectators may be also part of the whole uh, this. No spectators. I have talked about pitch siding. There are uh, certain spectators who are sitting in the stands. They are passing on information through their mobile phones. To their masters, what has been the outcome of uh, a uh, ball? Uh, wh what has happened uh, once a ball was thrown? Uh, and they are they give this information. And uh, as I've explained in the book, uh, by the time people watch it on the television, there is a time lag of almost 14 to 15 seconds. Uh, uh, during which people, you know, the people who get to know of what has happened in real time have put their bets on that particular outcome which has already happened. You are watching uh, on uh, your TV set and uh, you see a boundary being hit but the guy sitting in say Junjunu knows 15 seconds before you do that a boundary has been hit. So, he puts all his money on the probability of four being scored. And, uh, you know, everyone else, somebody puts his money on uh, other outcomes, uh, two runs, three runs, no ball, wide ball. But the fellow who has put his money on the boundary, on a boundary being hit, he uh, rakes in the big bucks. So, I mean, this will call for a huge operation, no? Not only operation, it requires uh, strong laws. There are no laws connected with uh, cricket in sport, uh, I mean, uh, corruption in sports in general. 
why a loan why cricket uh, loan uh, so first of all we require uh, strong laws and we require the will to fight the corruption and uh, my thesis is that uh, the central sports bodies uh, whether it is the bcci or say the indian hockey federation or uh, you know whatever the organization is in football uh, they all have to uh, if they are sincere uh, they have to have a very strong anti corruption machinery but the pity is uh, the guys who are calling the shots they themselves are people of dubious reputation and they they, they far from fighting corruption in fact they are part of it we'll be right back after this short break welcome back to the wire talks so neeraj during your tenure there the new chairman interim chairman was vinod rai as i said a bureaucrat with a clean reputation there was a new ceo rahul jori and a committee with well known names you have persistently said in your book because your book is about your three years that the pcci could have been cleaned up then and you have consistently said to me just now did that your departure made any difference i mean did it strike them that things were going wrong and we should check them out etc or is it, was it pure indifference because what you have said about the premier league shows that things actually in some ways got worse my departure made one crucial difference all the proposals all my ideas that i had given to them they waited for me to leave and lo and behold all of them got accepted and implemented i had asked for more manpower the anti corruption unit got more manpower i had asked for proper you know office space the my successor got a proper office space and so on and so forth so whatever i had recommended whatever ideas i had floated they waited for me to leave and they got implemented now there was a reason why i had asked that question and your answer gives me the perfect excuse to go into it is it possible the way you have written about uh, mr rai and mr jori and how uh, you felt let down a few times and how your uh, proposals were how there was you you've really boiled it down to clash of maybe personalities could it be said that it was because the two sides just did not see eye to eye on some reason and this is your version of the whole thing is that uh you were being let down i don't think so i don't think so that uh, it had any anything to do with uh, uh interpersonal relationship it was not as if we didn't like each other's faces uh it was just that uh, they didn't like my outspokenness they didn't like the fact that uh, uh i said it as it was on more often than not i refused to uh be subservient to them and uh, i held my ground and uh, and i do, i never tread on their toes unnecessarily it was they who were uh, trying to treat me shabbily which i was not prepared to take 
again i repeat uh, in a different way the same uh, point uh, is it personal peak that is that you are now mentioning all these things because you say that in the beginning you say that uh, when you came in and joined you felt uh, that the bcci was indifferent surely at that moment it could not have been personality uh, personality clash or your outspokenness because they hardly knew you uh is it personal peak is it personal lack of rapport is it good old fashion chemistry not happening no please understand when i joined the bcci neither mr vinod rai nor mr rahul johri were part of that board you know i was there but the general atmosphere in the board uh was that they couldn't care less about corruption uh my sense was that it was lack of awareness and i was surprised because they ought to have realized that uh, so much had happened in the immediate uh, in the recent past uh that had led to the entire set of administrators being packed off uh i i'm referring to mr n shrinivasan and you know various other people uh, who were packed off because of uh, you know complaints of corruption and so on and so forth so i had expected that corruption would be a very big deal as far as the board was concerned but to this date i have not understood why they haven't got this basic point that they should be careful about this you mentioned that there were at that time uh, no the irony is simply in the fact that a body a body set up to clean things was itself not uh, very shall we say not very concerned about its own uh, conduct and allowed so many things to slide you mentioned that there was allegations of me too and oh, sexual yes. misconduct yeah that was much later but it came up so basic point you are saying is over and over again niraj is that this special group of administrators themselves were not very very they were very casual about corruption while they were put there to clean the stables they themselves did not care too much and things must have definitely got not only wrong i suspect that there is a possibility that the whole thing was looking too overwhelming or perhaps too lucrative or perhaps you know that let us continue the way things are going what was it uh, this is the exact point i'm trying to make see the 2013 spot fixing case was not the only uh, scandal that had rocked the indian cricket after all the year 2000 cbi inquiry which led to the uh, banning of mohammad azharuddin and uh, other three players international players Mr Ajay Jadeja Mr Ajay Sharma and Mr Manoj Prabhakar that had been preceded by the famous uh, or shall we say the infamous Hansi Cronier case which had also happened on the soil of India so there had been a long history of corruption in Indian cricket but things had come to a head after the 2013 spot fixing case because it reflected directly on the board and uh, its president had to be sacked president had to move on the orders of the supreme court so surely uh, this board should have been very cognizant 
of corruption in the game but i do not till date i do not understand why it did not strike them to give proper attention to this aspect any conjecture why it did not strike them your own conjecture uh you see my conjecture is that uh, uh the general uh, spirit uh, in, in the board is uh, survival self survival and uh, making uh, uh, merry as long as uh, you know uh, things go on well so uh, it's the i think the quality of people who are there uh, uh, which uh, uh, it's a reflection on them uh, quite uh, frankly um general survival i can understand making merry means surely the say it's a very glamorous post to hold yes a glamorous post to hold with uh, many perks uh, of office and everybody uh, enjoys every bit of it i think you begin the book by saying uh, when you write about landing in calcutta that the calcutta hotel where you were staying and the players were staying and the managers were staying and the lobby was full of hangers on and the word you have employed is very interesting it was a circus so nobody everyone was having a merry old time and uh, surely in that circus there must have been some kind of malfeasance possible most certainly i have already talked about it in detail <laughs> <laughs> okay uh the departure of mr rai and mr jori uh, now there is an entirely different management running the bcci as you know the bcci is richer than ever before more powerful than ever before do you think some as you said lessons have been learned they implemented most of your recommendations do you think indian cricket uh, today is uh, relatively clean see please understand the biggest scandals in indian cricket they were uh, unearthed accidentally that means it is not as if the police were keeping an eye on the proceedings of uh, a game or a tournament and they came across uh, you know acts of malfeasance or uh, acts of corruption uh, it was i mean police was intercepting telephones in the first case involving hansi cronier with regard to extortion calls coming to a businessman in delhi and during those interceptions they heard the voice of hansi cronier and deals being fixed similarly the 2013 spot fixing case we were listening to telephones uh, telephone calls suspecting some terrorist activity and there we come across uh talk of cricket going on now just because these two uh, we were uh, listening to uh, inter you know calls being made in connection with uh, terrorism or extortion we came across it doesn't mean that uh, all that is going on today is kosher you know we don't know what is going inside because we do not know what lies in the background the point i'm trying to make is that the game of cricket is not under constant surveillance that any wrong that they do will be caught we are banking on the good sense 
of the players and the strict controls that are observed, the anti-corruption education program that is given to them and the exa examples that have been made out of people who have erred in the past. People who have uh, gone the wrong way, they have been uh, banned, their careers have been ruined. So that is an example that has been set for people who are playing the game now. They know that the stakes are very high. If they commit even a minor slip, they are going to, and if they get caught, they are going to lose their careers. But yet, nobody can say with guarantee that the games are absolutely, absolutely above board. Um, the stakes certainly are very, very high because the amount of cricket being played and the money that is being given and the auctions and the possibility of an auction. There, You must have read there were uh, these minor cases of somebody saying promising a chance uh, to play and uh, getting cheated. So, all kinds of things must be going on. Women's cricket is also doing very well, uh, fortunately. Uh, as you say, the stakes are very high and so much cricket, anything can be happening. Most certainly. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like a cricket fan here. Most certainly, most certainly. Uh, and we have investigated cases where people have offered uh, uh, places in an IPL team. They have held, uh, you know fake uh, selection trials. Yes, I saw that. I yeah, read that. And invited people to participate in them, taken huge amounts of money, gone to the extent of telling uh, two cricketers that they had been selected. But before they can join the team, they must part with you know 15 lakhs of rupees each and so on and so forth. So all this is going on in the background. So what exactly is happening in the main uh, tournaments uh, itself, it is hard to say. But by and large, by and large, I uh, repeat that the levels of uh, corruption or uh, the ability of corruptors to compromise the game is uh, minimal and corruption, if at all, there is in the top game, top uh, strata of the game, it is within manageable limits. Uh, meanwhile, uh, do you think that uh, the board is now extremely serious about tackling any kind of corruption uh, scandal on its own? I mean, with its own unit, with its own uh, processes, with its own surveillance? Uh Siddharth, I have to be honest with you, I am not aware of what all they are doing at the present to fight corruption in the game. All that I know is that they have given more resources to the anti-corruption unit. Uh, that's all I know. But uh, what exactly is happening, what steps they have taken, I am not privy to them. Surely as a, as a fan and as a former chief of the KCSU, the Corruption and Security Unit, you have not lost interest in what's going on? No, I have not lost interest, but uh, uh, I won't be uh, given all the information, the inside information of what is going on. Okay, so you can only hope for the best. Yes, indeed. Me meanwhile, meanwhile, I think uh, what uh, my last question to you, I was saving up for the last. Neeraj Kumar, what is the 
feedback you have got for your book, uh, for your advanced reviews, for the interviews you've given? What is the feedback you have got, especially from people you have specifically named? With all humility at my command, uh, I have to share with you, Siddharth, that the response has been very encouraging. The reviews have been uh, uh, very positive and uh, I am very, I was most uh, concerned uh, about the uh, reaction that I'll get following this book. But I, I must say that my, I'm very glad uh, with the sort of uh, reaction that I've got so far. No, I think I, I was very unclear in uh, expressing myself that what is the feedback you have got about the people you have named? Oh, so, so far uh, none. The feedback from third parties is that, well, you, are, you have invited trouble. You should be prepared to uh, face uh, defamation suits and so on and so forth. Uh, well, if it comes to that, we'll have to face them. Okay, well, defamation suits and uh, libel, etc. is the order of the day. I suppose for anyone who writes, uh, I'm sure you are quite uh, familiar with what writers uh, face. So I think you should be welcoming it. It will boost the sales of your books to begin <laughs> with. <laughs> that was Mr. Neeraj Kumar, former police commissioner of Delhi. And uh, the man who was tasked with the job of cleaning up Indian cricket in the mid-2010s and did a good job, except that he found that he got no support from his bosses. Talking about his three-year stint in the Board of Control of Cricket of India. We thank you once again, Neeraj Kumar, for joining us. And uh, we'll be back next week once again with another guest. Till then, from me, Siddharth Bhatia and the rest of the Wire Talks team, goodbye. You can check out this podcast and other interesting ones on the Wire website, the IVM podcast website, app or wherever else that you get your podcasts. Goodbye from me, Siddharth Bhatia and the Wire Talks podcast team.